So it seems uh, the freedom fighters' voices are getting louder. At least 5,000 people gathered in Auckland Domain Saturday for the third major protest in six weeks. We also had a vaccination centre vandalised and uh, protesters going down a major road in Auckland, uh, grinding it to a halt too yesterday. So how do we deal with opposition to pandemic containment measures and vaccination? Professor Stefan Ludanowski is a world-renowned cognitive scientist currently based in Bristol and joins us now. Uh, thank you for being with us. We are seeing here in New Zealand some backlash to growing uh, vaccine mandates and this growing division between those who are vaccinated and those who are not. How do you marry this divide? You know, can those opposed to vaccinating be persuaded otherwise? Well, that's a very good question. I mean, first of all, let me just briefly comment on, on mandates and the history of mandates, because um, if you look at what's happening right now in the United States, in most places where there are mandates, you actually find that they're extremely effective. Um, there are some people who vociferously oppose them. Yes, that is true. But if you look at the actual compliance rate, it is very high. Uh, New York City has uh, mandates for teachers and policemen, and they're now uh, also extending that to firemen. And the history of that shows that most people who are affected by them will actually comply. And the moment they have complied, uh, the resistance uh, sort of dissipates because everybody just moves on with life. So I think it's important to keep that in mind from a simply from a functional perspective, that mandates do tend to work. Now, having said that, there are, of course, some people who, who are very much opposed to that. And opposition to vaccines is as old as, you know, vaccinations themselves. But fortunately, over time, over history, um, that hesitancy or resistance hasn't kept us from eradicating dreadful diseases uh, through vaccinations. You know, 50 years ago, polio was an immense threat in many countries, and we've basically got rid of that. And the only reason we got rid of it is through vaccinations. And I think most people are actually on board with this and support the idea of vaccinations. And those that don't, well, I think there's there's a number of things we can do. The first thing we can do, and I don't know what New Zealand is doing, but the first thing we can do is make it easy to get vaccinations because a surprising amount of non-compliance or non-uptake arises out of very pragmatic factors such as I don't know where to go and when to get it, uh, you know, those very simple things, that that can help a great deal. Well, mm -hmm. Sorry, I was just going to say, you know, one of the arguments here is people having their freedoms eroded and taken off them. You know, they, they feel they're being forced to get jabbed. Well, I can, you know, at first glance, that sounds pretty plausible. But I mean, the problem with that is that, of course, your decision not to get vaccinated is curtailing other people's freedom. Because the, the, one of the reasons vaccines work is because if the uptake is sufficiently high, they establish herd immunity, which means that a disease cannot or can no longer find traction in society. Now, uh, if a few people don't get vaccinated, that's okay. 
But if too many people don't get vaccinated, then we never reach that herd immunity. And that means people continue to be at risk from a potentially lethal disease. So anybody who says my freedom is at stake, therefore I'm not going to get vaccinated, is actually taking a decision that is very much affecting everybody else's freedom. So using freedom on just one side of the argument is completely misleading. Because if you want to be free of the pandemic, we have to achieve herd immunity. And we can only do that uh, if a very large number of people gets vaccinated. And fortunately, we are beginning to reach that number in many countries. Stefan, thank you, Professor Stefan Ludinowski, our world-renowned cognitive scientist with us this morning out of Bristol.